Welcome back to Schneps Connects. My name is Kirsten Brendlin. I'm a reporter with AM New York, and this is another episode of Express Lane, a series by myself and my colleague Gabby Holterman, exploring new quick commerce apps and their impact on New York City. Joining me today is Jose Bello, the founder of My Bodega Online, an app that allows customers to order their go-to items right from their neighborhood bodegas. Jose, thanks for joining me today. If you can, I just want to introduce yourself and My Bodega Online. Yeah, my name is Jose, and I'm working for My Bodega Online. We are a technology company that helps bodegas to do what they are doing already better. With an app, people could keep doing ordering to the bodega, local bodegas, and they use our app to do it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when did you launch My Bodega Online? During the pandemic was a big moment for us, uh, March last year. Mm-hmm. And then we have ups and downs, and then we are now very strong in the Bronx, in the Bronx area. And you work with five bodegas in the Bronx, correct? Well, we expanded to seven. Seven, um, okay. We, we cover almost the, kind of the South Bronx uh, and a little bit around Bronx Zoo and that area. And yeah, it's, it's a very dense area, very heavy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we have we have these seven partners. Uh, there are bodegas, great guys, all of them embracing technology, trying to serve their clients. They already are doing that. They already have e-bikes outside of the stores. And they are now using our technology to channel their orders that are taking over the phone. So now it's a click instead of a call, right? So they have mm-hmm. more time to do what they do at the store, right? Instead of taking a call over the phone and then an order and then with a little paper taking the order, right? So now we are kind of helping them to do that in a better way. That is the plan. And so were all of them already, like you said, working, like taking orders by phone and like running people out on e-bikes when you connected with them? Yes, uh, we start with, okay, any bodega that want to uh, get into the app, we were open to that. Now we, we fine-tune a little bit the, the proposition. And then uh, is, if you have an e-bike, if you already are doing kind of great volume of orders locally, right, then those are kind of the prime partners for us, the, mm-hmm. the stores that we are seeking, right? The ones that are already doing some delivery locally with e-bikes and over the phone. And do you know, what do people tend to order from delivery from the bodega instead of running out there? Is it the same kind of thing that you would see if like someone like wants a sandwich and they just don't want to leave the apartment? Or is it different when they're placing an order from home versus actually leaving the apartment? This is what we, we tell our partners, right? Our bodegas uh, is like the customer that is walking into the store is different from the one that placed an order online. It's, it's a little bit different from the one that is placing an order over the phone. So they have kind of different profiles, right? The beauty that we have in our app is not only that you order, if you're in your apartment, lazy, let me get a a drink, a sandwich, cereal, or whatnot, and another product, another grocery product, is that uh, I could also pre-order that and then just walk to the store as I know, and they have the the order ready. So it's, it's pre-order and delivery as well, right? So mm-hmm. we kind of uh, try to blend both practices, right? That they already have at the bodega level. Yeah, and so then obviously this series of stories is about, mm-hmm. you know, quick commerce apps. And right. this part in the series is about if and how they're going to impact existing grocery stores and bodegas. And I know you have a lot of thoughts about this, but sort of... <laughs> But sort of right off 
off the bat, how do you think these businesses could impact existing bodegas in New York City? Well, the pie is very big, right? Let me give you some numbers. It's like eight, I was looking at the census data. Uh, people eating at home, they, in New York City, they spend $19 billion. Mm-hmm. So these people going to supermarkets, bodegas, uh, you name it, and eating at home. And then bodegas cover about $7.5 billion of those $19 billion. So it's about, I could claim that 40% of everything that New Yorkers eat at home, they get it from a bodega, right? So as you can see, it's a big market. So I see these players coming in, trying this uh, kind of a quick market, quick commerce model to see what happened, and they will have an impact. Of course, they will have an impact on bodegas uh, in and out, New York, all over. We are focused in New York, in, in the Bronx, and then the Bronx, there are about 15 to 20 hundred bodegas, and then there will be an impact. Of course, they have a bigger budget, you know, roll out this. What we are saying is, listen, this quick market thing is new for many people. Bodega have been done this for, for many, many years, right? Mm-hmm. The, it's just the format is different. It's, you need to call them, place an order, and then if they have someone at the store, they will deliver to you one or two blocks. They don't, they don't, do, they don't do a mile, for example, right. that, that many of these quick uh, commerce uh, dark stores are proposing, right? And so I see, yeah, they, I see that they have an impact. They will have an impact on bodegas. Uh, bodegas maybe need to kind of recreate themselves to focus on things that maybe these quick commerce stores, will, uh, startups will not provide. Like maybe, you know, daily, right? The kitchen, maybe it's something that we, maybe they don't get into. They are mm-hmm. not as strong in, in alcohol, right? Uh, or other items, right? And then for me, is like a bodega, they know what the customers are asking. So it's not, I don't need like fancy AI to, to know that corner of New York what they need, what they have, what they are asking. So mm-hmm. in that way, that helped me a lot to sort out what the app will have. And I'll tell you this, I was uh, reading about the quick store, um, how do you call it, quick commerce, quick right? Commerce, yeah. Like this is this small warehouses, right? They carry about 2,000 items, right? Different items. A bodega, they carry about the same. But in our app, we select from all those items that the bodega carry, the ones that we know that app user and phone user will request, right? Mm. And that is less than 300 items. So the fast moving items at the bodega level from the perspective of making a calls and ordering something is less than 300. So in that way, the selection of product that we have is very targeted to every specific corner of New York. Mm-hmm. And then we don't, we don't carry everything on, on the app, just the fast moving items uh, that are about 300 right now. In terms of how bodegas can adapt and sort of take on new technology or figure out how to make themselves sort of more able to withstand changes to the market like this, what does that look like to you? Like what advice would you be giving bodega owners for like the next few years? Right. Technology is a premium that they need to invest in. They are not far from that. They have, you go to a bodega, you can buy tickets from the lotto. You can use your EBT, food stamp, or whatnot. Most of them now, they have uh, 
they accept credit cards, right? So they are getting into, used to be, I remember 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, that you go to a bodega and then you, either you have cash or you don't have the transaction. Now mm-hmm. it's different. I would say about 80% of them, they carry uh, credit card terminals, right? So in that way, they are moving in that direction, not as fast as we want. And then let's face it, we are the, fa- the first company that is knocking their doors and saying, hey, go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Your customers are around, Maybe they don't, they don't want to go to your store, but you can go to them. They, maybe they don't know your language or your phone number. So an app would be an enabler for that, right? And instead of waiting, I don't know, used to be Fresh Direct or Amazon uh, Fresh, uh, you need to wait maybe three hours or maybe the next day. You can do it in, in 15, 10 minutes from your local bodega. I love to say that our app is not a transactional app. It's more like a, a relationship app. And I say this because when you go to a bodega, corner store, you pass by, get a coffee and then go to the train or whatnot, you know the bodega owner. The bodega owner knows you or knows about you uh, when you're going to walk, when you walk with your dog, know your boyfriend, your kids, why not? So it's a very community-oriented store, right? So mm-hmm. in that way, what we are doing in the app is just enhancing that, not supplying that. Plus... Um, we are coming from the perspective that we want to partner and enhance bodegas. We don't want to compete with bodegas. That maybe you can claim that, you don't know, the quick stores, they will compete at some point. So in that way, we are different. It's, it's, a, it's, it's enhancing the relationship, the transaction that is happening, but come, moving from a phone call to a click. And uh, we, so this is something we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. for the print story too, is sort of the role of the bodega in the community and like those relationships that people have. Is there, or does it feel like there's sort of a risk to like these stores that are a part of the community from these sort of bigger and almost sort of like faceless corporations coming in in these apps? Think about this. I guess I told you before, is this, all this five or six companies that are in the market offering the same thing. They are competing first to a segment of the population. We run the numbers. And for example, I'll give you this. They are after a very niche segment of the market, 20 to 35 years old, right? Early, uh, new families, right? And then they also at the income level that is over $100,000. So if you go to that, you are limited to maybe... Manhattan below 96, for example, right? That represents about one of every three people in New York City. How about the rest? How about about 70% of New Yorkers that are not making in the household $100,000, right? So those are kind of our clients, right? Mm-hmm. Is the one that, that are not kind of trying to buy a high-end product, but is the regular product that they need at noon to have a meal, right? To cook something, right? So it's a different market. It's not only, we're different in so many ways. And I, I guess that we do the same thing as the dark stores or quick stores. You know, the 15 minutes, boom. Free delivery, boom. Grocery, good. Credit card, good. But we could do cash on delivery, mm-hmm. right? And that is maybe something that they are not there yet. With our app, we could offer cooked food, right? Mm-hmm. Rice and beans that they have in many dailies or the regular sandwich. Right. But we, we're going to enable people to do food stamp transaction online. Mm-hmm. And that is that okay. is very new. Only now you can only go to the big like Walmart or Amazon to do to use your food stamp, your EBT card, right? So, right. so th- that those are all the things that we are kind of different. 
maybe they get into that. And then if that is, that is the case, bodegas will have a lot, a lot, of, a lot of problems, right? Right. But in our business model, we don't need to rent a location as maybe dark stores they need to do. We don't, we don't need to have runners because the bodega supply the runners. It's like, like in-house uh, self-delivery system that they have. We are just enhancing that with, with a piece of technology. We don't need to invest in inventory. We use the inventory of the store. We help the store to sell more, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the bodega themselves, they do the self-marketing because they do want the transition from a phone call to a click, right? So in that way, our whole overhead kind of is less. But then all the marketing that they have is incredible. I mean, you, you go around the store and let's name it, right? Uh, 15, 20 is all over, right? <laughs> New yeah. York, uh, uh, more than York and, and Gorilla. Mm-hmm. I get that feeling, but it's all over, right? And maybe we don't have yet that kind of a budget to create a bigger impact and have more bodegas and more traction. We are, we are getting there. We're getting there. That is, that is a plan. Yeah. And yeah. You know, we talked about the differences sort of in what bodegas with or without my bodega online are already offering and sort of the spaces that they fill. So given those differences, do you think right now bodega owners should be worried about these apps sort of coming into their market? Or do you think that for now there's enough separation that they might be all right? Oh, no, they're in Astoria and then Mm -hmm. you have bodegas in Astoria. I mean, right. I believe that you, you live close by, right? <laughs> From that to going to Corona, it's just a few blocks, right? And you have mm-hmm. so many bodegas in Corona, Queens, and whatnot. They are in 96, but some of them are actually going to 120, 134. That is Harlem. They are covering mm-hmm. Harlem. So they're going up and then going to Queens. They need to go deeper into Brooklyn. Maybe they are not after that demographic. We are, right? But mm-hmm. they're going to cross over you know, other demographic that you have so many bodegas. They may go all the way to Washington Heights. Why not, right? Uh, the demographic in Washington Heights is changing. And from that to jump into the Bronx, it's just a matter of focus, market, and execution, right? But, but yeah, they, they need to start worrying about it. And when we are a solution that could somehow help them to deal with that newcomer. So, so yes, my, my recommendation to my fellow bodega owners is like, you know, hey, Try to find an app that, that works for you. Grubhog, DoorDash, Uber Eats, they, don't, they are not suited for bodegas. So, right. And we know that already. They, they are good for, super, for restaurants. Instacart is good for supermarket, but not for bodegas. So it's, it's mm-hmm. another layer, right? And then some bodegas, you may find that they have some of this restaurant app just because there is nothing out there, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is us, right? So as a solution of self-delivery uh, for the stores, right? And then it's, it's a way to sell more, sell better to your customers. And somehow that wave that is coming from Manhattan, you can somehow deal with. And then we've talked a lot about what businesses can do and about bodega owners and about these quick commerce companies. But if you were talking to like people in the neighborhood, like customers, would you want to encourage them to keep patronizing their local stores versus turning to these new apps? Yeah, there's, there's so much that a, a corner store, a moment of stores offer to the neighborhood. Think about it. It's a hub of information. You go there, you pop in, get a coffee, get something, a bite of something, and you get a feeling of what is that corner about? 
you know, the, the local gossip, the local, you know, human interaction. And then if you value that, if, if, if it's not everything about transaction online, then I encourage them to actually use this app because you patronize, you know, the local merchant and, and you keep the neighborhood you know, alive, right? Instead of uh, cl- closing more stores and whatnot. In that way, if you value that, and as, as human, we value that personal interaction. Our technology enhance that, right? More than, you know, change that or eliminate that. So in that way, kind of the local customer, they should do that. They should keep helping bodegas or any local business. Our big dream, and I, I, I tell you this, is we would like to cover the whole New York in about a year and a half mm-hmm. and to, to find premium stores. I see other these apps that are coming up now. They have 10 warehouses, 15 warehouses. There are 8,000 bodegas in New York serving like one block or two blocks at a time. So we just want to enhance those uh, 8,000 bodegas plus instead of having like, I joke like, <laughs> I hope that they don't get mad, but it's dark store versus live stores, which is the bodegas, right? <laughs> it's very live, right? It's, it's a live corner uh, uh, in the city, right? And, and instead of this, it's a, it's a horrible label dark stores <laughs> anyhow <laughs> this is how people are calling them right so uh, and i understand but, uh, but yeah they are serving a demographic that bodegas for the most part are not serving and vice mm. versa right but with all the budget and all the the momentum that they are getting they will get to the out of bottles if you want right you may right and do you think you know, with wanting to cover all of New York City and, you know, these 8,000 bodegas that serve these sort of small neighborhoods, does mm-hmm. sort of fortifying themselves and like the bodega, I guess, industry at large in New York City require people to be sort of working together to keep each other sort of alive and supported? Or do you think that they can kind of keep trucking along just trying to like keep themselves going? Well, the bodega is a mom and pop business model right so they are independent right but they are getting together in many places like for example there is this uh Germanese american merchant association in brooklyn that are very strong right and then you have like the bodega and a small business association up in the bronx and you have another one is the united bodega of america there are three very strong organizations that advocate for bodega owners right so we have partnership with with all these three organizations and we help them they help us they refer to us uh, clients and we enhance and promote uh, their activities right so yes bodegas they need to if they are not already members of these three organizations there are other organizations as well they should you know and we encourage that it's easy for our business model to have bodegas organized but the nature of a bodega is a mom and pop right it's, it's, it's a single independent ownership right there are a few owners that maybe they own two or three bodegas but it's not like it's a franchise or whatnot right so what i see is that they may need to think about whether they could have more uh regulation that protect these small businesses right Mm -hmm. in some capacity so that is something that maybe some people are looking into it like have regulation that maybe help them uh keep being part of the fabric of every neighborhood and every corner anywhere. And there are presence. So like, like we know that Walmart cannot get inside of the city. There were regulations pre- preventing that. We know that the city council passed a law about capping the percentage that 
the restaurant apps could charge the restaurants, right? Uh, I believe right. it's 15%. So there are regulations that kind of protect or regulate, you know, uh, some businesses. Maybe there could be more regulation or more protection to these corner stores. Um, all right. I think we're coming up on time here. So, Jose, thank you for joining us for today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Again, we are an app that are bootstrapping in the Bronx, helping bodegas. And hopefully, you know, we could keep serving the people in New York in a better way. Thank yeah. you for this. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. You can find the rest of this series and the rest of Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. And if you would like to check out the written series and some of the amazing photos taken by Gabby Holterman, you can check that out at amny.com. 